Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. On today's episode, I debunk the October lull, talk about talking, and learn from Illinois hunting incident reports. Hunt, 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 Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is Wednesday, October 7th, 2015. I'm Eric, I'm your host, and you are listening to another fantastic episode. Um, Welcome and thanks for joining us again this week. Uh, Topic of discussion is the October lull. It is officially the uh, first week or the end of the first week of October, so figured why not? Seems to fit, right? There's a uh, lot of unpacking in this particular topic. I'll do my best to stay on point here. I know I can get a little scatterbrained with these things. So the uh, there's a lot of obvious things. So this is in no particular order of priority, but um, eating habits. We talked about e- eating habits on last week's episode with Dan Small uh, to get an idea of what deer are looking for in general to help public land hunters, the people that don't have um, you know food plots on their land, that kind of stuff. But uh, the big thing is food sources change, you know, Um, summer food sources are in areas where deer can be seen. And I fall victim to this, um, just like the best of us, I guess, you know, I, I, oh, there's deer in those fields, there's deer in those fields, I'm always looking in the fields, every time I'm driving in my truck, my fiance gets super pissed, because I'm always looking, uh, I'm not looking at the road, I'm looking in fields, I'm always looking for deer. So, um, it's something that's just embedded and ingrained in, in our minds that uh, deer are often found where the food is. So um, with the food plots changing, you know, um, bean fields, hay fields, large food plots, the beans are being harvested or have been harvested, alfalfa turns brown, that kind of stuff. You know, um, the deer are going to start to look elsewhere for their food as, as things start to change. Um, you know, acorns start dropping and... On a small side note, um, shout out to my dad. I know he listens to the show. He will uh, be happy to hear this. But, uh, you know, look for oak trees. And more specifically, there's two types. Um, a lot of us probably know this, but there's red oak and there's white oak. And it seems to be that uh, deer prefer the, um, the, the white oak over the red oak. And in the red oak, um, if it still has leaves, it, they're jagged edged leaves and the bark in case there are not leaves on the tree depending on when you're out have um if you look closely there's like i guess i would describe it as a red center bark so in between the um i don't know the the, the crevices of the bark is more red versus the white oak doesn't have that and additionally the, the white oak has the rounded leaves so um look for that and that'll help you figure out you know or determine where the deer might be once you move your hunt into the into the woods and and less into the fields um per se another another thing is the uh well fall's pretty right it's called fall because the leaves are falling so obvious statement there but um there's a loss of cover as the leaves start to fall so 
the, you know, the deer um, likely are, are changing their habits in regard to that also. So, you know, they maybe um, they're changing their bedding areas as a result of the leaves falling off the trees because they are exposed so that that area that provided such great cover in the summer months um, is suddenly, you know, bare and, and now they, they need to move. Uh, additionally, with the, the opening and the holes in the, in the canopy, there's more sun coming through and likely more wind too. So um, deer, like myself, I want to stay warm when I'm hunting. It's a pretty important thing. So things to consider there too, like south-facing slopes might, um, well, they warm faster. So that's something to consider too right now as the season is changing. So, and, and with that too, the travel, you know, once a deer, if a deer selects a new bedding area, um, say they do that, and this is exactly factual, which I, you know, it's not the speculation, but um, their travel routes are going to have to change too, to and from bedding areas. So those are another couple things to keep in mind. Let's see here. Another, another thing is, um, you know, we all think about hunting pressure, but one thing that kind of dawned on me is that there's a lot more people in general that are going outside this time of year and into the woods to look at the pretty colors, to enjoy the nice temperatures. Um, you know, there's a lot more outdoor enthusiast kind of uh, activity going on, people going on more hikes and, and things of that nature. So just more people out and about and in the woods is going to make a difference too. So, and, and obviously, like I said, the big one is hunting pressure. Now that there's people in the woods trying to hunt these animals, the, the deer um, can become aware of that. You know, that's just, it's just not how it had been the previous month. So they're going to react and maybe they are going nocturnal. Maybe they are simply bedding down longer and they're not moving. That could be part of it. You know, the, the October lull is considered, um, it's not 100% factual. It's not 100% myth. It's really kind of this fine line. No one really knows. To back this up a little bit, I did find some information. It was very easy to find. You simply Google October Law and you'll get a ton of information on this stuff. But um, Field and Stream had a great article called October Law. Uh, in fact, buck activity will increase this month. And that was written by, or it was um, an article by Dr. Car- Carl V. Miller. And he had interviewed Dr. Mark Connor at Chesapeake Farms in Maryland, uh, Maryland, sorry, who had used GPS radio collars um, to measure buck movement, specifically buck movement. And I'm going to quote here from the article because I'm not trying to memorize this or say it verbatim. Uh, Quote, although still analyzing data, Connor tells me it's clear that buck movement increases consistently from late summer through the rut. Specifically, bucks moved a total distance of about one and a half miles in a 24-hour period during late summer almost two miles per day in early October and two and a half miles by the rut. So increase of, of total buck movement by miles traversed. In other words, I'm quoting again here. In other words, buck movement in reality picks up during the so-called October lull. Moreover, Connor's data shows that timing of buck movement stays the same. The deer do not suddenly go nocturnal. The perceived lull then must be related to changes in where bucks are moving, which is everything else I just mentioned as we kind of kick this episode and this topic off. 
which is that their eating habits are changing. Um, there's there's less daytime, actually. In fact, the temperatures are dropping. Um, the deer are trying to stay warm. You know, they're laying on south-facing slopes, potentially. They're heading into the woods for their food and not staying out in the fields as crops have kind of um, been picked or, or gone brown. So there's all these different variables. More people are hunting. There's obviously pressure. And there's also the unknown thing, or not unknown, but unthought of thing where, you know, people are, are out and about in general. So things to consider there, is it, is it uh, really an October lull? Or are we just not seeing the deer because we're not adapting with them? Things to consider. What's the solution? I don't know. Who knows? I don't, I don't, I don't know that there is one. Um, the more you can think like a deer, the better, I guess, but uh, get creative, try new things, get in the woods and off the fields, you know, start to do things that, um, if you're not seeing deer, change it up, obviously. You know, if you were out on the first first couple weeks of, uh, you know, September bow hunting season for Wisconsin, that's September 12th, and you were seeing, you know, 10 to 12 deer uh, a night or, an, or a morning or a day, whatever it is, and suddenly it's been decreasing and or gone to non-existent, well, I don't know, change it up. Try new land, try different spots, try different access points, ways to get to that land. Look for the oak trees, look for the acorns, um, the white oaks to be specific. And if I get that wrong, someone please correct me. Because, um, you know, I try to record these things live and, and I, I don't like to go back and edit things. So if I misspeak, don't don't be um, uh, shy about telling me that I'm an idiot and I goofed it up, but I'm pretty certain it was White Oaks. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on then to the uh, the next topic. Looking for a spot to hunt? Download the free Where to Hunt app for your smartphone today. Avoid hunters, see less people, see more deer. With the Where to Hunt app, you will know where other hunters are before you see them. Just search Where to Hunt from the App Store to download today. Alright, the tip of the week. This is a silly one, but it's... uh, the tip of the week is talking. Um, what I mean by that is talk to other hunters. Um, not that you suddenly see someone out and everyone carries a you know a big sign on their forehead that says I'm a hunter. Some people do. You can actually tell it's pretty damn it's damn near the same thing. Um, but there's there's enough people out there that you come across on a regular basis that are just as passionate about hunting as you are, and. And sometimes more experienced, at least for me, I look at everyone as, uh, you know, I can learn something from that person just based on their experience. Whether they're more experienced or not, some of their experiences can spark ideas in my head that I didn't think about. And uh, if you haven't caught on yet, as if you've been listening to this podcast for some time, um, I don't consider myself a highly experienced hunter, but I am becoming obsessed with learning about deer. I'm, I'm reading books about deer. I'm constantly reading articles uh, in magazines, online, in the paper, um, talking to industry experts, going to shows. It just never freaking stops for me. So um, one of the most valuable things I get uh, when I'm not in the woods, the next best thing is talking to other hunters who have been in the woods and who do hunt. And, um, you know, I can't even speak to the, the multitude of things that uh, will be brought up in conversation, let alone the stories that you hear from other people. It's fun. It's fascinating. It's, you know, it's our legacy as hunters, especially in the state of Wisconsin. I love public land. I want 
uh, to hear other people's stories about public land and their success on it to kind of reinstill that, um, you know, there are deer in public land. It is huntable. You can have success. And it's the, the, the tradition that goes into hunting and just talking to people. That's part of it. Talking about hunting is part of the tradition. So um, next time you see someone with a camouflage hat and or you're at Gander and you're in the checkout line or you're at Cabela's and you're in a checkout line, whatever it might be, you know, you're at work and you come across someone and uh, you know that they're a deer hunter, what, whatever. I mean, I, I work in, in a field where I come across a lot of different people and, and it's a topic that I love landing on because it's not work if I'm, if I'm talking about hunting. And then the smartphones come out and we start looking at, you know, uh, pictures and comparing pictures and trail cam photos and things like that. And, and just to be excited about the sport, um, you know, the tip of the week, talk, talk to other hunters, uh, you know, that's it. That's my tip for this week. And, and, you know, I'd be shocked. In fact, I think it's impossible to not learn something from a different hunter. So especially if it's not someone in your circle of friends too, you, you know, other people do things that are common. We all kind of do some of the same stuff, but there's little things here and there that you'll pick up on and make your own. So that's my tip of the week. We'll go ahead and move on here. headlights section one of these days i'll get around to naming this something different but uh hasn't happened yet so i wonder how long i'll keep saying that this comes from illinois we're gonna bash on illinois we hate the bears anyways right so um this is a two-party hunting party and here's the synopsis illinois uh hunters were in the same hunting party victim was on the other side of a low rise 150 yards away from the shooter walking to his stand Shooter shot at a doe that ran between the two, and the slug ricocheted off the ground, fragmented, and struck the victim in the leg. Sh- uh, the shooter did not see the victim. Oh man, it's like the picture I remember seeing in the hunter safety videos where you don't shoot at a at a low rise or like a hill crest like that. And if you're in the same hunting party, you should know where your party is. Um, if you haven't downloaded our app yet, go do that www.wheretohuntapp.com and uh you know if you're like these people here that could have come in real freaking handy to know where the other guy was not to say that you're looking at when a deer runs by but just saying be aware you know of, of where you're shooting where you're pointing be safe out there everyone hunting season is uh, upon us and uh, hopefully we can keep our wisconsin incident report low that's what i got for that so um if you if you want to find where to hunt in other places, um, get in touch with, with me or anything like that. Any feedback for the show, ideas, recommendations, um, you can email me at where to hunt. That's the number two. So where the number two, the word hunt wi at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash where to hunt Wisconsin, Twitter. The tag is at w2 hunt. We're on, um, Instagram too, but I forget what the, the tag is there. And then, uh, the other website is publiclandpride.com and i just mentioned the app site which is uh where to hunt app.com and that is all spelled out the word where the word to the word hunt and the word app app.com thanks for listening everybody have uh, have a great day 
um, hunt safe and uh, hunt public. Get some deer this weekend coming up. I am a hunter and I am safe. I love to hunt in the United States. I've always got my ear protection. I point my gun in the right direction. I'm a hunter and I am safe.